0: Hello, internet, and welcome to the Friendship Snake Podcast. I am your host, Wade Mariano, and I'm joined as always by...
1: Trace Finnecaro.
0: Snake. And... Snake,
2: snake, snakeity, snake, snake,
0: snake. That is a one-gunner Kennedy. Um, two days later, let's destroy the illusion. We're, we're back. <laughs>
2: Why would you do that? Because <laughs> that's what I want to fucking do,
0: goddammit. That's it. our only power. <laughs> um... So I just uh, saw a post uh, that I thought was kind of important, but I think that because I know absolutely nothing about it, but I know that both of you know a little bit about it. Uh, It was a headline that reads, Scientists unveil the first ever image of quantum entanglement. Uh, A, if you could give a quick synopsis or layman's explanation of quantum entanglement, B, why an image is important, and C, why this is important and what the ramifications might be for the future of science. Trace or Gunner? Whichever wants to. Trace, why don't you actually uh, try to do a layman's ex- explanation of what quantum entanglement is? Well, I'm gonna, I think Gunner would probably be better on the theory side of it. I'm going to
1: totally plagiarize um, uh, physics.org here. Um, Einstein called this he called he called quantum entanglement uh, "spooky action at a distance," which I think is hilarious. Um, but the uh, so I'm really I'm plagiarizing physics.org, which is plagiarizing, um, not really plagiarizing, but quoting Albert Einstein. Um, the idea is, um, and gonna correct any part of this that is wrong. Um, for some reason, um, photons. On a subatomic level, so like, you know, you have an atom and then there's photons inside the atom, Um, regardless of the distance that these are apart from each other, there is properties that still link them, Um, and it's considered quantum entanglement, and from my understanding of quantum entanglement, what makes this really cool is it actually, you know, Einstein calls it spooky, it is spooky, it actually can kind of uh, bypass certain laws of physics that we've known to uh, uh, to be what we thought were constant. So like if you're going to communicate um, using radio waves, um, or you're going to communicate using light, or you're going to communicate using electricity, there is like a maximum speed in which that light can travel. Um, the light itself is the speed of light and as far as we understand in the universe nothing can travel Faster than that. However, what makes this interesting is if you can if you can have two things that are entangled, then you can actually transmit something, um, some form of information at least, by interacting with those two entangled objects from different ends, um, which could essentially mean you don't have to wait for light to reach its destination in order to transmit information to a certain place. So from my understanding of entanglement that was what was really cool about it this recent discovery is an actual they, they call it a photograph um a photograph uh, evidence now there there's no way to really photograph these things so um, i'm gonna have to hand the rest over to gunner <laughs> and Gunnar correct anything that i got wrong here
0: so hold on so for layman terms like for your average man we're essentially talking about almost like a form of uh, instant transmission or trans or uh, teleportation is that kind of correct
2: um oh, oh okay so yeah <sighs> kind of I mean you know like we we use teleport it, it, it gets kind of wonky because it's the concept of it does cert- do certain things implicitly have mass oh god.
0: I like that tune. That's good. Stop. <laughs> I'll, jam, I'll jam out to that.
2: It's um. I just hit my tile button, and now my phone is ringing. All right. Do you remember that podcast so that started off with Gunner's <laughs> phone ringing? Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> oh my gosh! So. We're doing a podcast. It was We're actually my phone that
1: was ringing, but it was quantum entangled with Gunner's phone.
0: Yes. <laughs> so my, maybe my, my, teleportation my is quantumly entangled with my my so piece of shit work iPhone. Teleportation, and not maybe not in the general sense that like a man shows up in one place because you couldn't like we obviously wouldn't have control of of how it's kind of like getting from one place to another. But like, is it kind of a kind of in a, a is anything similar to that or no?
2: Well. <sighs> It it gets into this idea because what it's so the the part the part the particles were directly influencing each other at one point and where you say like the the entangled part is is they still have to travel kind of through they still have to travel through space normally at this point like we haven't figured out how to like dump one out somewhere else it so I, I guess I guess the best way to say it the best way to kind of like make it is that you have like um you have you have two snow globes and you shake them up together okay and for whatever reason like all the snow all the like the stuff that's falling around inside them.
0: The snow, if you will,
2: the snow, if you will, is traveling the same paths. So if you look at them side by side, because you shook them up together, <clears throat> they're you know like the the, the they the look way the identical. Snow, the the way the snow moves around is identical. Sure. So where like you know like the entangled thing is is that um, if you take those two snow globes after you shook them up and move the you know like so you got them moving identically inside, mm-hmm. you separate them by any distance. If you do something to change how the snow is moving around inside the one snow globe, the other snow globe will immediately exhibit the same thing without you touching it.
0: Okay, so this does not have to do with mass going from one place to another. This has to do with information. essentially... It's all It's information, and it's information because it's mimicked at a different point in time, I guess. Yes.
2: because gotcha. it, it's, okay. it's basically... it's has you know, like... From a, from a, from like the the, the nitty gritty thing that gives it mass and everything else kind of standpoint, that stuff still trap you know like that's still kind of trapped by Newtonian whatever you know like a that's still normal physics. Where quantum mechanic you know like where quantum mechanics gets fun is that like it's this idea that effectively we exist on this substrate above normal physics, and like an entangled state is that okay? So you're passing you know you have information. You know, you're starting to manipulate the stuff that's underneath uh, the material space, as it were. But uh, to get to Trace's point, uh, yes, they actually literally have a camera that took a picture of two photons. So, like, they'd been doing um, quantum entanglement experiments for a while. Like, actually, supposedly, Chinese researchers had done stuff where they had uh, a satellite in orbit where they were playing with it, you know, basically doing remote state changes and stuff like that. And I mean, like, you know, we, we, they've, they've had some practical demonstrations, but the big thing about this one is that this is the first time that they've ever actually captured a a, a record of the entangling event itself. So you can see two non-related photons. Like you'll you'll see it because it looks like two little curves. And that's actually effectively the, the, the oscillation of the photon. So, you know, it's it, it, it's kind of like it, it, it captures it in the movement of its wave. But um, what they did is that when they passed it through the, you know, like they, they did some weird kind of semi-exotic material. They fired, you know, they were firing a beam of photons through this exotic material. And you can see the the the, the, the event when they basically became entangled and they started moving in synchronicity with each other
0: gotcha so it's like kind of the first time so maybe uh quantum entanglement had happened in an uncontrolled state but they've reached a point where they can actually control and and create quantum entanglement yeah, i mean like- um,
1: well more so they can they can take the photo which just further reinforces the concepts that they've been capturing um so what there's there's a medium article which by the way medium articles can really be written by anyone um so i had to put that out there like like i could have written this article and i don't really know as much um, on the topic as experts (laughs) um but the medium article says imagine that there's two coins being flipped in normally wait if you flip a coin and i flip a coin um, you have your 50-50 chance of it landing on heads or it landing on tails. And we assume that my coin flip is independent the the odds of your coin flip. What quantum, quantum entanglement means is that if we, can, if we can entangle these two coins, when I flip mine and get heads, there is a guaranteed chance of yours being tails. So it's like the mirror image of what Uh, of what's happening here but what's crazy about it is it does not matter how far apart they are and that that is so for 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 immediate uses there 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 are immediate uses for quantum entanglement what's interesting is none of them have to do with data transmission Data transmission is, in my, in my opinion, one of the things that is going to make this amazing because we could we could wait ten thousand years for for something, um, something to travel across the universe, right? Sure. But then the transmissions from that thing can be immediate. But right now, most of the scientists are saying no. This is not intended for conventional communication. Although I would say, yeah, maybe not because because we haven't gotten to a point where where we can really manipulate quantum entanglement to that scale but the to me the eventual it just makes sense because that's really the laws of physics that it's helping with the immediate uses of quantum entanglement um for some reason they say more precise clocks i don't realize i, I really don't understand what's wrong with the clocks that we have now well, maybe gunner does
2: all, all, all clocks drift so the 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 main thing is that um you know, it's like why we have the atomic clock and stuff like that. Um, but even that, like you, you have issues with clocks drifting due to relativistic effects. So, um, you know, like clocks are dependent on, you know, like uh, the clock systems that we have right now, even with their atomic clocks, they're kind of dependent on radio to sync them up but if you're doing a quantum entangled basically if you're using a quantum entangled photon to trigger an oscillator then you know what is it if 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 you're you know, if, if you're basing your system clock on the activity of that photon as long as they're synced up then you know my timepiece is your timepiece is their timepiece is our timepiece, you know? It's, yeah. It's,
1: but to me, you still need something to keep track of the rest, right? I mean, so I, I get what you're saying, Gunner, but that's still, to me, that's really like, in layman's terms, faster communication. Um, so here's
0: here's a question mm-hmm. I, I pose uh, to the, un, you know, because I don't know really anything about this uh, except for what you guys have shared with me today. In my mind though, the first place I go is like, okay, like it's not communication or data communication right now, but let's say like that you some we somehow could kind of harness this into data communication. Mm-hmm. Would this essentially just not be the fastest fucking it, it would be instant internet, essentially. Like there'd be no loading, yeah. there'd be no nothing, right? Like just
1: Yeah, I wouldn't like I wouldn't really want to think about it as internet. Um well, because I'm
0: trying to think of it in somebody that somebody well, else could kind of think of.
1: Yeah, they can think of it that way. The problem is is that when you think of internet what you're doing is you're testing the amount of time it takes to travel information from one end of the world to the other, which right, at the speed of which at the speed of light is, is is near instantaneous for the world because the world is very small in the size of the universe. Where it really becomes valuable in my eyes, and the scientists are saying it's not going to be used for this, um, but where where it's valuable in my eyes is when you when the speed of light is now. Is now a long period of time, where, where something is ten thousand light years away. I mean, Gunnar, do you do you, do you know how how big just just the Milky Way galaxy is, that we're a part of?
0: I mean, not off the top of my head. Hold on, we can look it Keep up. Keep going, Trace, quick. and I will tell you.
1: Well, it's a hundred and five thousand light years away, or light years. Um. uh, Wide, which means just the galaxy that our solar system is a part of, and there's a lot of solar systems inside of our galaxy. It takes 105,000 years for light to travel from one end of our galaxy to the other, and this is a crazy concept because in 105,000 years, things could have happened, right? So the only information we have is the light that's traveled to us. So let's say one of the one of the stars has burned up, right? and it's turned into some other form. If that happened today, if that event happened today, we won't find out about it for 105,000 years. And if you think about most of the uh, advancements that humans on Earth have made, they've all been within the last few thousand years. So we, it's like we've blinked our eye and that's the only information that we're allowed to get from the galaxy. So if we can start sending stuff out, now by the way, it could take hundreds of thousands of years for the stuff to get there. And of course, technology will change while that happens. But if we can send things out to the forest reaches of, of, of the, uh, of just our galaxy, we can learn a lot more about the cosmos and we can get information about the cosmos real time.
2: So here's, here's how, how, why did you say it was Trace?
1: A hundred and five thousand. hundred and five thousand,
2: seven hundred, yeah. A hundred and five thousand seven hundred light years. And just just to give you kind of a sense of, yeah, not that not you know, and again this is this is the this is the the realization of how insignificantly small Yeah. Like the solar system isn't even a light year right. wide. It's like right. barely it's barely a, 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 it's barely like two weeks.
1: Right. Right. That's insane. Which which means that if we use light to communicate, it'll take two weeks from the edges of our solar system to get to the sun, which means it'll it'll be a little bit quicker than that to get the planet Earth. And that's crazy. Two weeks is still a long time to wait for a transmission. 100,000 years. You simply can't wait for that transmission. It's just well, yeah, too because
0: long. frankly, in a hundred thousand years, there's no, especially at the rate that we're going, like there's no guarantee that there'll be any right uh, sentient life. Now, the crazy part <laughs> is is, that, is that if
1: planet. we send something, if we send a like a rocket, the speed of light, which it can't travel, that would be too fast. If we send a rocket the speed of light halfway to that hundred and five, <laughs> that hundred and five uh, thousand light years. It's still going to take fifty thousand years to make it halfway. So it, there's still a lot of problems with this. Um, you'd almost need to, you'd almost need to have a map of what is quantum, what is entangled in the universe, and you'd have to be able, you'd have to know how to interact with some. And this, I think, this is why they're saying it's not really ready for communication. And even if it is, it's going to take us so long to get something there. That, you know, like human the human species might be extinct by then. But um, another thing that they want to use this for, like real life practical purposes, they want to start using it for cryptography. So secure communication with computers this is something that they're really interested about um a lot of the cryptography that we use today is uh some it's considered a symmetric key which means i give somebody a key and then i keep the other half of that key it's a it's a perfectly symmetric copy of that key and you can validate uh you can validate some of the stuff that i'm sending to you by using the other copy of my key so they're thinking that with quantum entanglement that they can actually have true uncrackable codes. Of course, I don't really understand, like, how you give someone a photon, right? <laughs> Here, Wade, here's a photon. Um, I, I think that's— I think they sell them at Walmart. Do they?
0: I think they're—but they're, like, in the back aisle, though, mm-hmm. like, near past the hardware.
1: Well, you know, I'm just waiting for my photons to go on clearance, really.
0: Yeah, well— That'll happen soon.
1: Prices are always rolling back. Um, they think that with the quantum computers, which have been predicted for several years to, to eventually overcome the silicon based processors that we use today. Um, and Gunner's known qu- way more about this. Gunner's been talking about quantum computing for, for over 10 years. Um, and it's, it's thought that quantum computing can eventually overtake uh the 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 binary processors that we've created today. I don't really understand why and I don't understand how the entanglement's going to help us. I assume the entanglement's going to help us take measurements off of the the quantum processor itself, but I'm not really sure.
0: Well, it, it it's also um how do you put it? Is it an accuracy thing, Gunner? Like if you can if you can solve this quantum entanglement riddle, can you essentially like have perfect accuracy and therefore more efficient kind of uh computing
2: well that gets that gets into an interesting like that gets into kind of a side thing where it's like there's interesting implications for metrology and and stuff like that but um the the main thing is is that if we can start consistently observing events at this scale that um I mean, it actually has a bunch of implications just for normal science because we're, we're at the point right now where, um, like, within a generation or two, um, normal silicon electronics will stop working because...
1: By stop working, you mean we hit the physical limitations of what we can push them to?
2: Yes, because what happens is that if, uh, the, the, the gate sizes are so small that you're effectively recreating this experiment on a microprocessor or a transistor.
1: Right. So they'll work, but they'll work at the same speeds as they did with the previous iteration. Oh, no, no, we well, this is the push. problem
2: is that you can't... So so right now, you're dependent on kind of like an average because you have... We're, we're getting the features so small that... Because you have to think of it like an electron is effectively a photon. So it has the same thing where it's like it kind of does this whole... You know, the the what I call it superposition, where it, it's like you can't actually be entirely sure where the photon is in space at a time, mm-hmm. and it's actually like you know it gets into Hawking radiation stuff like that, where it's. But um, what will happen is that when you when when you because a a, a, transi- a transistor basically works by you have a thing that won't flow a current unless you apply a current to the other half of it so what what it what it does is that you're like you have you have have a switch and you have the switch that's kind of insulator until you apply current on the other half of it and because of the other half of it because of quantum mechanics you you're like you're leaking electrons through the side of it and once you reach a certain saturation level, it, you know it's kind of like, it's kind of like, um, water won't come out of the ground until it, it like gets saturated. Enough. you know, like that's it, a terrible metaphor, but it,
1: I get what you're saying. But you said that they'll stop working. It they'll really, stop
2: working because you can't actually have a, because the problem is, is that, that we the, can't the,
1: push them further. They won't just stop.
2: No, when do you say? Stop like you can't you can't effectively construct switches at that point because the quantum you know the the, the superposition issues. Become too great because you'll 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 effectively you can't you can't ver- you can't guarantee that the switch is in a binary state. Well, but but
0: what, that's trace the is, of... what trace is saying is that in two generations, everyone's electronics are going to stop working. That's kind of what you what it sounded like when you said that. Gunner. I didn't think or, of that at all, but okay, that's that's, your... that's what it to, to a layman, that's what it sounded all right. like. No, but but you you can you can't you
2: can't make you can't make you can't make integrated circuits. The way we are now,
0: any smaller? Yes,
2: because like once you get down, once you get down to like four nanometers, effectively, you're starting to get into the wave paths of.
1: Um, but but we're still gonna we're still gonna rely on integrated circuits, right? Because a lot of those integrated circuits are required for the electric impulses inside the computers themselves. From what I understand, um, the quantum computing is going to start off more as like a math coprocessor Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Where. You have complex math that can be solved millions of times faster by using, by using a quantum processor. And that's because the quantum processor can actually do finite math where our silicon chips end up returning a whole bunch of on-offs. right? So like you have a sound wave, right? And on a CD, that sound Mm -hmm. wave is a bunch of steps, right? 0.001, 0.002, 0.003. Each one of those decimal places is represented with a whole bunch of ones and zeros from uh, from a computing perspective, right? However, with a quantum processor, it's more like actually like like a fan spinning around actually sticking sticking a dart to one of the fan blades and then recording the position of the dart as it's swinging around the fan because it's it's a controlled to in layman's terms it's a controlled analog signal but and c- correct me if i'm way off here but with a quantum processor it's more like saying Instead of using a whole bunch of math equations that are very inefficiently stored on this processor t- to calculate, let's say it's let's say it's velocity, we can actually simulate two kickballs hitting each other, measure where it goes. Am I way off?
2: Well, um, and this kind of gets into uh, our, our our previous misadventure with trying to fuck with. Water freezing and stuff like that. Um, yeah, Gutter
1: and I tried fucking around with quantum <laughs> quantum measurements like 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 12 years ago.
2: So, um, the main thing with a quantum computer is that, um, so every 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 computer that we have right now is based on the concept of a classical Turing machine, which is that, um, you know, on a Turing machine is you know the kind of this this universally describable computer you know and like you may have different you may have different implementations of it like um you know like what do they call it there's there's um there's different architectures they call them von Neumann or Harvard and then you like you have like your like on the 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 actual PC side I mean like you know you say you have instruction sets but you have like power PC or MIPS or Spark or stuff like that.
0: But all of these are based essentially the the father of all these or the mother of all these, whatever you want to call it. The origin is the Turing machine. Yes. It's okay.
2: this it's 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 based on that original paper by Alan Turing. You know, which is okay. to describe a computer. So but but a Turing machine is based on performing a you know it, it, it's effectively a serial operation you're doing you're doing a math problem okay but you know like there's a whole field you know but it, it, it's based it's based on um linear what they call linear algebra which is just this idea that you know like you, you you're you start you start from point you start from point A and you end up at point B right you know like you might have a bunch of stuff in the middle of it but you're 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 going through a direct path and where your quantum computers get fun is that there was a class of devices that they talked about in that original pair, paper, Alan Turing and his crew did, but they're called a Turing oracle. And a Turing oracle is fun because a Turing oracle basically is this idea that, um, I don't have all of the, I don't have necessarily all of the inputs to su- sufficiently calculate something in a Turing machine type. You know what do they call it? Like P versus NP. Which is that um, there there's a, there's like classes of problems. So there's what they call polynomial time, which is that like you can definitely say how long this is gonna take. Okay. And then there's what they call non-polynomial time, which is that I have no fucking idea how long. Cracking at this, you know, like, because even so if this,
0: you, so this problem can be solved.
2: Yeah, you know, like there's no guarantee. Like I haven't actually determined if this problem is solvable. Gotcha. Okay. Sure. And what a Turing oracle does is that it basically allows you to calculate um, a space versus a definite answer. So, you know, like when they get when they get into when they get into um, where you know like it has applications and, like encryption and decryption and stuff like that. It's It's not that it spits out the the answer that you necessarily need. It's it it it, it's it's kind of weird because effectively it's it's the equivalent of dowsing in math, where it's like okay, I can uh, uh, if you have if you actually have a Turing oracle, any NP problem becomes a P problem because you can identify you can you can you can basically pick out the problem space that the, the problem exists in without so, doing all the preliminary calculation.
0: So essentially, um, in linear algebra or, or whatever, with the current – like the Turing machine is, that we currently use, let's say, yeah. we can see A to B, but with the Turing oracle, it's going to tell you essentially – all the points all the coordinates and points in between a and b and kind of map out essentially almost like giving it like a like another layer or like another layer of information so like if you
2: will there, so like the again like conventional computers excel at problem excel excel at a to b problems sure the the issue is is that if you mm-hmm. have something that's in non-polynomial time
0: like um like, give me an example. Can you like? Could you like? I know it's probably tough because it's all like high theory and stuff like that. But like, could you give me like well, the, an example that like you know like a ten year old can understand? Well, I mean, like
2: actually, the, the 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 most practical and relevant one is like trying to figure out what a two hundred and fifty six bit RSA key is.
1: Yeah, that's so. That's really where most people turn to when they talk about how quantum computing is going to change. Um, change technology is they usually go straight to cryptography and from my understanding it it really it's it's it really has to do with the way the math for the cryptography works am i wrong there gunner
2: Nope you're, you're on target
1: and they always use this like gunner kept saying superposition they always use this superposition which i've done calculus but i don't remember anyone talking about um superpositions and quantum uh it was it was it was it was years ago it's almost 20 years ago i don't remember that really being part of the topic so i can't speak technically as to why the quantum computer is better but it really comes down to the math as far as i as as far as i understand it's a better way to solve the math problem
0: so here's a i guess here's a question which is kind of i'm going to dumb it down which i apologize for dumbing it down with this but um it's just kind of where i have where's my baseline is starting is there anything sexier to the implications than fucking crypto? Like, is there anything actually that like might like well, impress me or? Um, or I, I, I mean, like, yeah, for, so for...
1: probably eight K video, right? <laughs> um, because compression f- you... will probably benefit from it.
2: Fusion power, really? Because you can add, you can add, you can start accurately modeling in real time. Uh well, because like the the big issue right now is that um
1: a star was born.
2: Well, you joke. Um, Spoiler: it hung itself. It's hung, yes. Oh God, it was so sad.
0: (laughs) I didn't see it. And it's magnetic. I read about it. (laughs) It, it, Yeah,
2: demon in the bottle. Um, But so the 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 main issue right now is that um, it's very difficult to contain a plasma on a scale that like human beings can kind of construct. Yes, correct. Um, but part of that problem is is that there are certain hard limits on like just the kind of math that we can you
0: know like the the, the, the kind of compute you know like so. Let's, let's, is this can I can I yeah, just like like so essentially what we could do with this is it's essentially a more precise tool tool set that we could be dealing with to actually kind of further us or jump us to a level where we could harness. We we could have more like essentially it's like perfect accuracy like it's like we could make we could make it we we this gives us the information that we need to know how to get to the 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 how precise we need to be in order to harness this kind of. Type of technology. Yeah, um, and,
1: and IBM even goes as far to say it can do better pattern matching. So for like discovering illnesses, um, one thing they used to use computers for. I assume they still do, but I, I haven't heard people talk about it as much is like protein folding, which can find certain types of things. Like like from what I understand, Alzheimer's can be discovered through um, through a process of trial and error through these protein folds. So I I believe that when it comes to um, when it comes to illness, it's a, it, we we expect that which, but it's more patterns than just that. And of course, anything that can be used for good can also be well, turned yeah, around sure. and used for bad. Um, <clears throat> so th- it might get even scarier where you can do predictive analysis on 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 some human some well, human things. I mean, right? like,
2: like yeah, for for real for real, this is also kind of the computer that you need to pull that Westworld shit.
1: Well, like, there you go. There's the sexiness, Wade. Like AI, you get, like to, have sex, you get to have sex. You have sex with robots, Wade.
0: Like essentially, I mean, <laughs> that might be a later segment that we might talk about that, but it's uh That's it.
1: That's the sexiness.
0: I mean, as many uh, as, the sexiest as many of, male and, and female now. robots you want to have sex with, Wade.
2: <laughs> and everything in between. It's not. Well, is it's this, not gay I mean, if is it's this a robot.
0: Potentially, I mean, it is this potential. I mean, is, here's I mean, we joke about it, but with this type of technology is this something where we potentially create like an a, a a pretty close to like a your science your science your science fiction ai
1: well sure i mean what what it, it really comes down to like like the movie her what is consciousness you know it comes down to west world what is consciousness and is consciousness a human trait if it's not a human trait then, then, yeah. I mean, then, then, then it'll, it'll put us there. If, if they can compute, if they, if a, if a silicon, or in that case, I don't know what it's made out of. If a quantum brain it's can a, compute it's a room same, temperature
2: semiconductor it's a room temperature superconductor. <laughs> yeah, if they can do the learning s- computer, learning they can computer. do the same
1: things we can do. Of course, what would be interesting is if we create a quantum computer, and the quantum computer is kind of clunky. It's got some metal and some air conditioners. And the quantum computer's like, okay, we're going to create our own better model of the quantum computer, and then it's just a human.
0: I mean, our brains are – I mean, we haven't mapped out the brain completely or whatever. Obviously, we're not even close from what I understand. But, like, even our brains can't do this, right? Our brains have to send, like – signals through synapses and, and, and at the speed of light, essentially, the thing right? Is,
1: the thing is, is that it probably can. Um, it re- it really, it probably can. Um, the thing is, is that our human, our brains and Gunner's ready to talk here. And I'm just talking before he can. Sorry, Gunner. All our right. brains really are conditioned to live in the world that we live in so that they don't spend their time making quantum, um, Quantum calculations. That doesn't mean they're not capable of it, though, because they're they have to obey the same laws of physics that every other particle in the world does. Um, which is, from my understanding, this is why would like you have someone like like Stephen Hawking when 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 the rest of his sensory um, inputs are 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 kind of suppressed.
2: Fact, is
1: he his brain or... his brain is left wandering more in the. Um, Quake mastery in the quake mastery, yes, absolutely, because he's a fucking quake god. He's got his finger on this the trigger and his eye on on the quad. quad. (laughs) Jesus, it's funny because, like, I tried finding those songs on the internet. Yeah, I bet you they're tough to find. Actually, tough to find. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that that would be considered so insensitive now.
0: Well, yeah, there's a lot. of Somebody made an entire album called
1: MC Hawking. For those listening that have no idea what song we're all quoting, somebody made a full album called M.C. Hawking, and it is a computer voice. Oh, so you would like to go toe-to-toe with oh, the Quake so Master. Oh, like so you would like to go toe-to-toe with the Quake Master. Good job, Gunner. Your robot voice is better than mine. Gunner, you have to do the rest of the podcast in a robot voice. <laughs>
0: so, really Gunnar, sure I want sure to get back to you. Because the, the, the jokes aside with, like, the sex of the robots, the, the sexiest kind of uh, thing that's kind of been brought up, like, in my opinion, would be, like, fusion energy, right? Like, that's essentially 100% clean, um, 100% efficient energy that would solve a lot of human Problems, right? Like, so, like Gunnar, you mentioned, like that's kind of like. A, would this this is kind of a first step to possibly getting there?
2: Well, so the 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 main thing is, I'm like we've had we've had fusion, we have fusion light ups currently, but the the, the, yes, the, the issue that I understand. Is the issue The issue is um that it's very difficult to keep it stable, and it's very power intensive to keep it contained because you kind of have to brute force it. And where like quantum computers come in handy is that you can start doing um, near real-time modeling of what's going on inside the reactor. And you can kind of, you know, so like, um, it's kind of like, it, it's kind of weird because effectively what you're doing is it's like modern aircraft engines and stuff like that where the only thing that holds them together is software. right. Because, you know, like, or, or helicopters, you know, like, it's like the, the thing would fly itself apart if it didn't have an active control system doing it. But the thing is, but yeah, we're, we're, we're very limited in the computing power that we have available to kind of control a thermonuclear reaction. Mm-hmm. But if you have a quantum computer core sitting next to this thing, it can, it can, it can like realistically sense and model the, the plasma that's going on inside the the stellarator or the top you know the toma or whatever you want to call it the the, the 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 confinement bottle and instead of dumping all this energy to try to keep it you know like brute forcing it to keep it like contained you can intelligently do it but it's also like yeah that's part of part of the problem with a fusion reactor is that you get like instabilities in this plasma because you can't you can't you react can't, to them in time yeah
0: can't you can't you can't, uh, you can't um, predict them
2: yep and if you have a if you have a computer core in it sitting next to it, then you know like if you you know, like you know that's really it is that we we have we have effectively the machinery to control it. We just don't have a think a thinky box to.
0: We don't have the tools to to precisely drive it. Uh, right. Okay.
2: All right. That's that's pretty cool. And if we get fusion, effectively, we're a type one civilization because once we get fusion. Um, it's infinite recycling. We pull, we pull all the carbon dioxide that we dumped into the atmosphere. You know, all the trash that we've p- pissed away into the environment becomes valuable raw material, and it becomes energy. you know, it becomes energy feasible to kind of like pull the trash out of the fucking ocean and shit like so, that. So,
0: like obviously, I don't know a ton about that aspect of it, but that actually might be a little bit of fun just to touch on for a few minutes. Like, I think we've we've beat the quantum entanglement to death. But let's let's say fusion, we we quantum entanglement leads to quantum computing, where we can we can we can harness fusion, right? Like we can actually do this. And let's pretend that like most of humanity can like get behind this shit, and like some asshole doesn't create some super weapon that could wipe wipe out like our solar system. Like what like what are we talking about here? Like are we talking about potentially reversing all like the the environmental damage that we've done, or
2: I, we 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 have the energy to do it. I mean, actually, effectively, effectively, with with a fusion with a fusion power plant, um, pretty much any non carbon based material becomes infinitely recyclable. Okay. Because you can you can just you can kind of distill you can you can effectively you can distill matter. So you just throw a car in a fusion torch and all of its constituent components will boil out. Gotcha. And you can okay. you can just re, you can recla- you can reclaim it. You can re- you, you know like you can burn it, 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 at that point too like anything like you know like oxide stuff like that just boil out. So it's you know I mean it's kind of it's not a new idea. It's just that like you no, know the th- sun
1: thought of it first.
2: Yes. Yeah, well, but well, that's the other thing too, is that effectively you can start you can start synthesizing materials that are kind of rare on Earth because you just don't have the energy to manipulate material practically like that. Like all all, all of your you know, rare you say earth oxides,
1: it's actually not being synthesized, right? I mean, look, it's being synthesized from the fact that the universe didn't create it; we did. But it's it's the same exact process the universe would have created it under, right? Yeah, we but just, yeah, I mean, you're converting, you're converting. We just you're conver- it. Yeah, it's, it's so like. Some people say that gold does not naturally occur in our solar system. Um, that the gold must have come from another star in another solar system, and that's why gold is a is you know one of the rarer metals on our planet, right? Gunnar? am I right with the gold? And you can tell which elements a star is made of by looking at the wavelengths coming off of the star, and you have a better idea of what's burning. Uh, inside the star, and what what elements are coming off of that star, but like gold is is, is something that's supposed to have been foreign to our uh, to our solar system, as far as I understand. It's um, it,
2: yeah, it's only it's only formed in uh, dead like old old stars.
1: Yeah, so stuff like that, um, we would be able to get more gold, which that might not be what we need. <laughs> that might not be what civilization needs, but that's an example, right, where we could simulate. We could simulate the creation of gold instead of dealing with the finite amounts of gold that are already present in our solar system. And for, you know, for practicality, we're not going to... If there's there's a large deposit of gold on another planet, we aren't necessarily going to go to that planet to grab it because the... The resources are, are extensive to make it to that planet, to get the minerals and to bring them back, and s- to sustain life the entire time of travel there and back. Whereas, if we can, you know, Gunner used the term "synthesize." If we can create that gold here on the planet, then 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 now we are in control of the elements. Doesn't that kind of doesn't that kind of scare you though, Gunner? That we're kind of breaking the process. We're kind of we're kind of short circuiting the process of fusion isn't that scary to your in, in your head
2: well i mean like no more terrifying than the act of just hitting up with thermonuclear fusion to begin with anyways i mean it, it, it it's what is it
1: would it still be a would it still be a steam-powered machine just like
2: well so this this gets this is where um this is where stuff gets interesting because like we're still do you know like we still do steam but like with uh, depending on the fusion reaction that you're kind of running too because this gets into the whole like the really the, the really interesting stuff so most fusion reactors still are what they call you know they, they're still they're still um neutron radiation sources so that's what that's what ki- that's like what fucking kills people you know like yeah I don't know if you saw you know Chernobyl
0: and all that stuff
2: so that's good. the that's the that's the bullet.
1: Wait, have you seen it?
0: No, and it's like I'm start like I haven't seen I haven't started watching Stranger Things either. Like I need to start doing this shit today. Today that that stops. Like today I watch this shit. <laughs> it is binge <laughs>
1: so, binge television Sunday.
2: It is
0: binge it is binge Sunday.
2: So so yeah, and I guess it's kind of, kind of side note. There's there's really like three there's three things that fuck you from a radiation standpoint, which is that you have fast moving radiation, which um fucks up the like does chromosomal damage so like the cells can't replicate you have neutron damage which actually just fucking straight up kills a cell and then you have um what happens is that you'll have a material that's you have um radioisotopes that basically get are, are more um, because of their energetic status they get picked up more readily than their their natural biological precursor like um you know like their, their their radioactive iodine that kind of stuff where it just fucks up metabolic processes and you know like besides the alpha emitter and stuff you know like over time but um the 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 thing with the thing with few fu- hey what is it it's not really any more dangerous than any of the other immensely stupid shit that we've done From industrial, you know, the industrial. Except we can,
0: except we can, we can stop it. Like with fusion, like you can stop the process at any point. That's is that correct?
2: Yeah, I mean, like you basically you crack crack the you you crack the unlike fission.
0: Like fission, it's like you you split the atom or whatever, and bang, like you deal with the consequences. Like,
2: and and again, where 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 fusion gets interesting is that, um, even most fusion reactor designs. So you you have you have what they call neutronic, and then aneutronic. So uh, a, fission, a fission reaction, yeah, you have neutron radiation because the whole point of it is that you're cracking an atom in half and letting a neutron go. You know, that's 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 you know, like a fission. You know, it, sure, you have one and now a thing is two. Um, and actually, that you know, like that that gets you know you, again Chernobyl, real fun stuff, basic nuclear discussion besides paranoia. Um, and, and I mean like on on most fusion reactors, you're fusing um. You're fusing hydrogen atoms to make helium or something like that. You know, like where it's. um, I mean, like you know, and there's different things where they have like unstable variants of helium, like helium
0: three. Well, I'm I'm getting, and I'm I'm actually. But isn't that kind of where we
1: are with nuclear?
0: uh, uh, That's and that like we are getting away from Trace's question, which I well I think we are. I. (laughs) Well, no, no. So so where I'm I'm getting is (laughs) that like.
2: So, the, the, main thing, the main thing that we start getting into with, um, if we can throw the computing power at this, is there is a class of reactors called a-neutronic. And they use boron. And what that does is that, you know, it's kind of like how they talk about, like, on the nuclear power side now, like, if they have the, thor- the thorium reactors or something like that, where they can't go critical... Boron, boron, you know, boron-style fusion reactors. There's basically, as soon as you turn it off, it's not radioactive. Gotcha. It doesn't have residual radio. You know, it, it it's, it's the, it's the, it's the star equivalent of an internal, combu- uh, 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 internal combustion engine. Where like once you turn it off, it's just it's a, a lump of metal that you can work on with hand tools and not worry about like fucking waking up with a third nipple someday.
0: And so, to Trace's question, is this all essentially just steam turbines still? Is that how we harness it?
2: Well, no. So that's where this—that's where this gets into it—is because you can you can effectively do direct conversion,
1: direct electric. Yes, you're getting electric oh, okay. off the wow. reaction.
2: Yep.
0: Which is a significantly more efficient process. Yeah.
2: Well. Yeah. I mean, like y- you want you want you want the heat from fusion for industrial processes, mm-hmm. like you know, just doing chemical you know chemistry and stuff like that, but. Yeah, you can pull. You can pull um, current directly from the fusion reaction just off the magnetic field.
1: Can you cook a pizza faster?
2: Yes, instantaneously. It's you. 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 You've used quantum superposition to cook all of the atoms. Heat all of the atoms in
0: the pizza equally instantaneously. So, like, this is. I mean, we. So let's say we do this, right? Let's say this. This is what happens. Like, the there's no more oil. Oil's gone. Right, like we're we're we pretty well, much phase out oil in a couple of years, I'd imagine. Um,
2: so uh, again, there's certain things like petro petro. So the problem the problem I think where people like get kind of blinded by just how fucking amazing our civilization really is sometimes is that they just think of oil like gas and you know like fuel and stuff like that, and it's like no, I mean like there's there's whole huge swaths of industrial chemistry that are dependent on like petroleum
0: that that fusion could not replace well no
2: well actually where where, where this gets in is that um if you have fusion power one of its one of its uh, additional use cases is effectively artificially manufacturing petroleum feedstock because you
0: can pull. So you are car- saying you are synthesizing you are synthesizing petroleum. Yes, because
2: you can pull carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere and but make why? complex change hydrocarbons. But because why? Because you need you need the petrol you need the petroleum to make uh, industrial chemicals. Yeah, for... but we can
1: just get it naturally. We got enough, right? The yeah, problem can't we, is, is we that we're using the it. Yeah, the problem is is that we're burning it. We're burning it for day to day uses, in but for, by by billions of humans. And we're we're, we're going through the resource too quickly to wade's point we can continue to use the natural resource it will last us billions of times longer because there will be less people using it if we stop putting it in our cars if we stop pumping it into our buildings right if we stop grilling you know that's going to be a tough one but i guess if you have a little tiny Uh, fusion reactor inside your grill outside, then you can just make propane on the fly. No, man,
0: just plug your fucking... No, 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 no. Just plug your grill into the fucking grid. No,
1: you need a flame for some things. Then use charcoal, To to, to Gunner's point, you need a flame for some things. No, you don't want charcoal. You don't want charcoal. I don't think you want charcoal. No, I really don't. I mean, I know charcoal tastes better, but um, I don't think the future of cooking is on charcoal.
2: Propane and propane accessories.
1: The reason is Wade, and I know Wade, you have a charcoal grill, so you probably would love the world of charcoal. But um, the it, it's 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 it takes a significant more amount of time to get the charcoal ready to cook. That's I think that yeah. I think that that gas that gas cooking, it or some flame based gr- cooking, right? It could be it could be something as simple as an electric grill where you introduce a flambe element, right?
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah.
1: You, you throw some alcohol in there or something like that and ignite the alcohol. Um, the alcohol is odorless and um and it, it it's just enough to ignite the fat and then you still have you still have a the thing is is that meat as long as we continue to eat meat which I don't think that's going away um anytime soon it's funny we're gonna get rid of gasoline before we get rid of meat because there's something like. Because we've survived so long eating meat and we we, we we invented fire, or at least we believe that we did, um, for the purposes of cooking, there's something about the smell of charred meat that is amazing.
0: Well, it's because it's significantly more—it's ca- ca- so much more calorically dense than any plant-based food. It is, but I like, mean,
1: like, like, there's something inside our brains that tell us we need to eat it. Like, until we well, suppress why. that— until we uh, suppress and we, that then we need yeah. we need we need to flame our food. we need the Fair flame enough. but still c- cooking is 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 still a small amount of our petroleum consumption right Gunner? Yeah. isn't the majority of it b- being used heating and transportation
2: um uh, actually I think the if we want to go by petroleum use I think the actual the majority of it is industrial chemistry.
1: I'm You're saying industrial chemistry uses more propane, natural gas, and gasoline than all of us driving our cars?
2: Yes. I'm How up, is I'm that possible? Up, I'm, looking up, I'm looking up my stats. Right How
1: now. is that possible? Okay, you can look that up. I want to play the Jeopardy theme here. Dun, 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 dun. I don't like to sign myself up for editing work after the fact, though.
0: <laughs>
1: I did have to edit last episode when Gunner cut out. I I, I come in. I came in with a friendship snake playing. And I'm like, sorry guys, <laughs> Gunner's gone. You're gonna hear his echo in the back of my microphone. That won't happen today though, because Gunner brought his own mic and he bought new USB cables, and it's working fucking amazing today. Gunner, your voice sounds delicious. It's delicious. This is the steak I'm going to throw on the grill.
0: Okay, so I have some numbers from the U.S. Energy Information Administration. Uh well, this is U.S. petroleum consumption. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that's how that how that extrapolates into world numbers. Forty six percent was used for motor gasoline. Twenty percent was distillate fuel, heating oil, and diesel fuels. Mm-hmm. And eight percent was jet fuel, which would bring America's use to. Seventy something percent.
1: Yeah, and that's not
0: heating or transportation.
1: Yep, yep. And so sorry, Gunner, that's like seventy percent. Now the planes we probably can't change easily. Have they have they perfected electric planes, Gunner?
2: Um, I mean Airbus is supposedly shipping one.
1: Oh, all right. So yeah, I guess we can correct. We can correct a good portion of that. So I guess my point, Gunner, is that um we we should have enough propane once we stop fucking burning through it in but, our cars yeah it's it,
2: it, 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 so you know, but it, it, this it's not it's not just a matter of availability, it's the cost of extraction, it's the you know, the the actual energy used to get it out, mm-hmm. it's the Yeah, it's and the and extra I see your carbon point Gunner. that. we're dumping into the atmosphere versus being able to kind of recycle.
1: I know, but if 70% of what we're dumping, I don't I don't want to start an argument, but that's what I love to do. So, I, I do want to start an argument. Um but, but Gunner, way, if we're, it's, if, it's we're not, if, from smoking, if we're not if we're not dumping 75% You're peaking
0: trace. You're peaking trace.
1: Yeah, cuz I'm upset with Gunner. If we're not dumping seventy five percent back into the atmosphere, then it's less of an issue. Seventy five percent less of an issue.
0: Uh, here's my question, because um, Gunnar, you said we c- that with fusion reactors, certain fusion rea- reactors they can pull the carbon straight from the atmosphere. Yeah. Would that pose like a biological threat to like vegetation and things like that? Things that use like like if it, carbon dioxide well, to I mean, like, as,
2: as, opposed, as opposed to what uh, industrial civilization posing a threat to biological life on the planet I mean, right now that's true
0: good point good point good point I Yeah, mean, when
1: it, it, I think the idea here is that you can fuse atoms and you can pick and choose what types of atoms you fuse right Gunnar
2: well, I mean like there, there's certain limitations because you actually have to have an atom with a certain electron structure and stuff you know like a neutron it, 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 it's you know like it, you can't necessarily you can't fuse any atom together to make a particular material yeah you know, energy you know it's like you have you have certain you have certain ones well it will optimize around like it it's the it's the problem with your star you know like um you know hydrogen is relatively easy to fuse because it's a light atom helium-3 is relatively easy to fuse because it's a light atom boron is tricky because it's a heavier atom but it has structural conditions that you know allow you that if you have if you if you hit the right temperature and you can like get the right pressure it will link together and form another element and i mean like you'll have you'll have str- you can make stragglers and you can that's where it's like you start synthesizing stuff but yeah it's i mean like you're not going to make a fusion reactor run carbon carbon and actually have something that doesn't like melt itself within a couple minutes just because the temperatures needed to do it are super fucking hot
0: Gotcha. Okay. Want to move to another topic? Or uh, do we want to keep on this one?
1: I want a propane Gunner. Just light him on fire. Sorry, Gunner. Is it, would that be unethical?
0: I think so. Yeah, let's talk ethics here. Good one, Trace. Good. I was waiting. I'm like hanging out there waiting for a fucking. Waiting for a fucking segue. <laughs> waiting for somebody to say something. <laughs> um, so, uh, and a little bit of quick little gaming news. Uh, I'll give you a little background. So Ubisoft released this game. It's its latest Assassin's Creed game. It's called Assassin's Creed Odyssey. It's a single player game. Um, it's not multiplayer. Uh, which is fine. And uh, it's critically acclaimed. I think most people said like it was a, a pretty good game. Everybody liked it. Uh, but there were, they did put in some kind of bullshit where there was like, if you spent real time money on this game after you've purchased it, there were XP boosters or currency boosters that boosted your experience points and currency in game that helps you to further the game along. So players that did not spend money on XP boosters and that also didn't do like all the side quests, because there's a lot of side quests to get that you can do in addition to the main uh, main mission. So the players that just really wanted the main story and just wanted to play the main game and not do all the side quests, they noticed that they would run into these walls where they weren't at the at a high enough level experience to further the the main story. Um but like one way around that that Ubisoft offered was well, you can buy these XP boosters and these will get you the levels that you need to further the story along, which in itself is kind of unethical. Um it's, you know, Because it's a single-player game, right? Like this isn't—it's unethical regardless. But like that's not the point. So and that's not where like the real kind of crux of the issue is. So uh, Ubisoft releases this. Essentially, it's a developer kit, and it's like they're allowing the community, the gaming community, to create create their own side quests and adventures for you know the public and for the games community to play out. Um. For fun, you know what I mean? Like, you know, develop your own story and adventure. Well, some of these people, to try and help some of the other people that were, uh, you know, didn't want to play the side quests but wanted to progress the main story because they just were interested in the story and they wanted to play the game, they would make these essentially auto side quests where you would accept the quest and then an NPC, like, it would be like a kill a boss, right? Like, kill this character, you'll get this amount of XP. So they would start the quest... And then an NPC would be like, I'll go take care of it. So the NPC goes kills the guy for you and you get all the experience for it. So essentially they were creating these XP boosters um that Ubisoft was like trying to sell. So Ubisoft uh, shut down um this they well they, they came out with a statement that said uh you know, that's not what we intended this developing kit for. Um and anyone that continues to do this, like XP boost, these XP boost boosters, uh, is going to be sanctioned. Um, and it's kind of fucked up because it's th- like I said, this isn't some multiplayer game where there are other players where this could affect levels and, and how you interact with other players. It's a completely single player game. So it's literally you just playing the game and it's kind of an open world game. So who fucking cares about XP boosters unless you're trying essentially to like, target someone to spend like more money on a game that they already purchased for 60 dollars, you know like and it's just like the main game that they're trying to get through yes it kind of brings up some ethical questions here
1: it's it's a strange concept though right like you said they allowed people to game the system and be able to get a higher experience than what the game would have organically allowed them to do
0: right and that's like but 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 it's not it though because like they (laughs) They essentially gave people the tools to cut their their little like it's. They're essentially saying like it's okay for us to give you an right. XP booster right. if you pay us five dollars. Mm-hmm. It's not okay for to for you guys to use these development tools which we opened up to you mm-hmm. to create these XP boosters, and you're getting them for free now. It's like yeah. we. I, I kind of feel like it was. It's kind of like
1: I have mixed feelings on this. So like, I just got back into Pokemon Go, which I realized like is weird, but my son got a phone, so he took the account we were playing with, and I created a brand new one, and I remember when I first started playing the game, uh, now that's multiplayer, so I realized it's, it's a little bit different, but experience is a big part of that game, and what people were doing is they were using uh, GPS spoofers so that they could walk to places without actually walking there. Now, for some people, this was this was a requirement to play the game because some people lived in such rural areas and they didn't have a driver's license that in order for them to play, they really needed to to lie about their location. The problem with it was is that you can't you can't let somebody use it for legitimate purposes without also um, without people exploiting it, and Niantic eventually implemented a uh, an algorithm that detected if you were moving faster than the organic speed, like like if you were moving faster than an airplane an airplane could fly, then there's no chance that you made it all the way to California and then back to New York um, in the course of a few minutes. And they would start banning your accounts. Or in the case of Niantic, they would actually they'd actually put like a red strike on your name so that you, ever, you could still play, but everyone knew that you were a cheater kind of like a scarlet letter but in in, in that case what happened was something that, that that like on android a gps spoofer is is cool if you're testing right if you just want to see how software reacts but once it's used to completely game the system then it's bad so like 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 in the case of um of ubisoft these levels that you're talking about wade were created with the sole purpose of xp right the the, right. the ones the ones that really like what like the the straw that broke the camel's back it's like it's like you walk into this level and then all of a sudden you get all of this experience points and then you can go back into the game it really limited the resellability of the game i I know what you're saying wade that that it's like a pay-to-play and you're completely right but if you look at the other side of it it's actually allowing people to to not have to to play because the experience points can be can be earned organically in assassin's creed as well correct
0: yeah, if if you did all the side mm-hmm. So a lot of the player base said that if they did all the side quests They didn't really find an issue progressing the story It was just the people that were like I don't want to play the fucking side quest right. I just want to play the main storyline And now I'm stuck here right. for several hours mm-hmm. Grinding out XP and fucking, you know, doing shit that I, it's, it's taking away from the main story Which a lot of people would argue That's the point of the fucking game, you know Is the main story right. like, That's why I'm playing the game
1: Right yeah, I can see both sides. Um, you know, when it when it comes to, like, like Pokemon, that's an interesting game because it's free. So the only way Niantic can get their money back, there's no advertisements. So the only way they can get their money back is if they make it just inconvenient enough for you to give them money. Assassin's Creed is a different game, right? Because Ubisoft actually charges for the title, and then yeah. they hit you again with the microtransactions. So I can see why people are upset with this. But also, I mean, the the... Isn't the underlying problem the fact that it was abused?
0: Well, I mean, shouldn't they have
1: just put a throttle on how much XP you can get per minute or per hour? I don't
0: know. Like, I guess the question that I would pose is: Is it not fucking abuse for you to charge extra money to like just play the game the way you want to play? Play a game you've already
1: bought, right? It's kind of like you remember, um, remember with the game Genie days? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Game Genie had a lot of you. It could be it could be perceived as unethical because you can just hack a game. Right, you can just get every 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 superpower in the game just by just by putting in the game genie code. And what the game genie code did is it had the game genie was was essentially like like a hex editor for a computer. And it could go in, it could change properties inside a game. So you put in the right code, and then all of a sudden in Mario, you have ninety nine lives. Right. Um. So I, I don't know. I, I guess I'm kind of torn on it. I I do understand though, Ubisoft does want the game to be played without without this uh without this exploitation
0: but they they don't but they don't though because they're fine with if you paid them 30 more dollars for just automatically not even clicking on this side quest we're just going to give you all the experience you need to go through right like as long as you pay us 30 dollars you can play the game you want to play Right. so it's not like some experience oh we're trying to Mm -hmm. we're trying to save the experience of the game it's like bullshit you're trying to fucking exploit people for money Mm -hmm to play the game they want to play the game
1: yeah although do you, do you think they're exploiting them or do you think that that when they when they predicted how much money they're going to make off of this game they anticipated that to be you know 10% or 20% or 50% of the revenue and now these the, these these xp hackers are are cutting into those profits if it's more of a sustainability or versus no. profitability
0: I think it's um in that regard I don't give a fuck if you're a <laughs> shitty bit you're Ubisoft. You're a AAA fucking title. You should know how much a game costs to develop and how much pro- how profitable it can be. If you fucking for some reason tried to tie in some bullshit microtransaction to meet some bottom line that you wanted to make, then you're a shitty business person. Like, because there's no guarantee in those dollars. So my problem is, it's like this is becoming a trend in gaming everywhere with these fucking micro microtransactions that affect gameplay. I don't care about microtransactions that are com- are just sheerly cosmetic. Like that don't affect gameplay, but it's like oh it looks cool. Like you want to spend money on that by all means, like go for it. But when you make microtransactions charging extra money for the way that the game plays and how you pr- how- and it affects how you play the game and the outcome of the game, that's completely bullshit because you're altering essentially you're altering the product that was purchased at that point. Like the agreement the customer makes is, I'm pi- I'm buying your product as is. Not these microtransactions are bullshit. Like I'm not buying your fucking product for you to then change the terms of the game, you know, and offer some some other players or, or offer me, you know, some way to like blow through it because that's how you want to allow it. Like I feel like it's very kind of like dishonest, and I feel like this is becoming a trend. Gunnar, did we lose you, or do you just not have an opinion on it? I'm just it? being silent. Okay, w- fair I w- enough. I, w-
2: well, I mean, like, you know, c- c- triple capitalism games are, uh, to quote Jim Sterling, are kind of all a shit show at this point, anyways. But, um,
0: it is, it's this. I mean, is it, this is the way that the AAA gaming is, like, going. Am I wrong on saying that? Yeah,
1: well, I mean, yeah, it, uh, well, it uh, all, might also be their way to, and I'm sorry, Gunnar, go ahead and talk. I'm talking over you.
2: No, oh, it's okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Gunnar, go. No, I, I, mean, like, there's a there's a bill in Congress right now to kind of like fucking nuke them doing this shit. So they're kind of also scrambling to ride mm-hmm. the money train while they still can. But
1: Wade Wade and Gunner, I mean, don't you think that, that, that it's more likely that Ubisoft is like, okay, the writing's on the wall. We have to start offering our games for free and start banking on microtransactions. We have to figure this out now. Like, couldn't this also be perceived that they're trying to figure out how to how to how to be the next? how to compete with the fortnites of the world?
0: Uh I don't think so. It's a different community. Like you're always like Ubisoft makes its bread and butter on gamers and gamers are always going to spend $60 on a brand new title. Like it's that that I don't think is ever going to change. You
1: say they always will, but but Fortnite like seemingly overnight became became such a large title. I know that you still have Minecraft out there, but Minecraft is like buying Legos at this point. They're allowed to if charge
0: Fortnite is played by children. Like there are very few serious gamers that that legitimately just play Fortnite.
1: That might be true, but children represent a large portion of of the money that's flowing into the gaming industry. So if you want to stay in business, you have to be able to tap into that market. I well, mean, you can uh, ch- buy children a children Ro- represent
2: can... a large portion of the money flowing into the gaming industry because uh, you know they're also the ones getting suckered into spending stuff on microtransactions. Right. Yeah.
1: So like like you could buy a Roblox gift card in walmart in dollar general you can just go in and just buy robux like at the cash register and i don't haven't seen an ubisoft card there
0: yeah because we're not talking about the same consumer trace like ubisoft doesn't make games for children like 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 with well well, traditionally with predatory fucking Uh, Things installed that children would fall susceptible to. Well, I mean, E.A. definitely does. Well, I mean, (laughs) predatory.
1: Congress is trying to determine if it's predatorial or not, right? Oh, Congress determined that it's predatory.
2: Yeah,
0: Congress (laughs) did. They determined. They determined that
1: certain types of loot boxes are. I'm not talking about loot boxes. You guys are. You guys are honing in on one aspect of. Of the the microtransactions there's a lot more than that right nobody's arguing that it's unfair for for fortnight to charge for a skin or a dance right people are fine with that they're like you dumbass wants to spend wants to spend 599 on a fucking llama head go ahead and pay for it nobody's upset with that you see what i'm saying Correct. there's there's a right. difference there so like the experience boosters are right in the middle of those two worlds right it's not gambling like a no, loot box
0: no it's not right but it's also not cosmetic
1: like a skin where it's but it is required for gameplay it's kind of sits in the middle of those two and that's why i used pokemon as an example because pokemon is a free game and you're right serious gamers don't play that game that's that's really a game played by predominantly either pokemon fans or people that really like to do the scavenger hunt where they like to walk around and find things but it's the same premise right where or it's the the nobody's yelling at pokemon for this They don't have a loot box. They have they have specific specific things that can give you an advantage in the game, and you have to pay for them. I mean, a lot of games are going that way. I don't think it's fair to say that 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 serious gamers aren't going to go down that route because if Assassin's Creed is marketed at serious gamers, then that's where they're going, right? I mean, it's you you can't stop the cruise ship at this point. This is the direction of gaming.
0: I think. I think. I disagree. And free to play, I don't believe, is the future of gaming. I think it's the, it's a few it's it's the, it's the present of a current form of gaming, which essentially it's it's a gateway through ch- through children to parents' wallets, right? Like, cause but it's not just children though. They they wait, I still the-
1: disagree with you. You look at Candy Crush. Kids aren't playing Candy Crush. Adults are. They may not be serious gamers, but they're playing it. And once in a What's while, it? they throw a microtransaction at Candy Crush so they can get a couple of extra lives. Microtransactions are are, are really like like. A, they're, they're a super force when it comes to gaming. It, it, it's just what's happening is, and and, and and I'm sorry to argue with you here, but I really disagree with you. I think that, that you are in the mindset that I pay for a game and I get to play it. And I think there's a lot of titles out there that, that are still like that. But what I'm saying is from a company perspective, Ubisoft is looking at the writing on the wall and they have to decide. They have to say, where are we going to go? Are we going to go this direction and-, and continue down this path? Nintendo's still doing it, right? I mean, you buy a game from Nintendo, they give you a cartridge still. They realize that there is, there, there is wades in the world that want that to put a cartridge in, have a game, play it, no connection to the internet. Nobody can turn off my game. Nobody can tell me how fast I can earn my XP. Um, so there, that that economy still exists, but then there's this huge economy underneath. I don't think it's just children. I don't think it's just predatorial. I do think you're right that the hardcore gamers really feel like they deserve the game, uh, like on out of the box, and they can just play it.
0: Yeah, sixty bucks is fucking sixty bucks, and if you want to play it, play it the way you want to play. Right,
1: it. but is but the thing is, is that the Assassin's Creed games are are not the vast majority. Most games are internet connected, which means they need to be constantly updated. And if they're constantly updated, then the store is already built in, right? The content delivery system is already built in. And they have to stop and ask themselves, I have to maintain these servers for 10, 20 years. How are we going to be able to do that if they only paid for the game once? If everybody paid $10 for the game, is that going to be sustainable? Or do we have, you know, llama heads? I'm not I'm not arguing for Ubisoft, but what I'm saying is from a company perspective, I, uh, I understand mean, why they're moving this way.
2: I mean, I mean you, you, uh, you're not arguing for Ubisoft specifically, just everything that's kind of mad sketchy that they do, but uh, it, it's
1: <laughs> no, what? Well, no, no, no. I'm not saying that what they're doing isn't sketchy, Gunner. I don't play Assassin's Creed, right? I, I can't say how how bullshit the XP process is in that game. What well, I'm saying my is, question, that, is that it's a way the way the gaming industry is moving.
0: Well, this is what. Ha- how about this is what happens? Pokemon Go is still free to play, but we're gonna make it so that we're gonna make it so difficult for you to get a Pokeball mm-hmm. that you're actually just gonna say it's gonna be. Let's say it's if if you subscribe to this service, Pokemon Go Plus, you get 15 Pokeballs a week. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, you're gonna have to walk fucking 30 miles to fucking get a Pokeball. Mm-hmm. Like if it completely affected the way you played the game to to a point where it's like, Jesus, I'm really gonna have to fucking do this if I want to continue to play this game. Well, because you know what I mean. Like
1: so, <laughs> but but Wade, what you're describing is actually how Niantic has has made the game profitable. Because there's a lot of people that can't walk to a PokéStop and they do spend the money on those balls. What what you're describing is exactly how it exists. Now it it's probably it's probably a lot a, a large amount of them are probably people who simply want to level up faster, right? They just want to short circuit the process, so they're gonna they're gonna buy the items, they're gonna level them up faster. But in reality, the currency inside Pokemon the, the Pokemon Go game is absolutely those pokeballs and you do run out of them everyone that plays the game runs out of those balls and at some point they have to say do i get in my car and drive to a poke stop that's that's too far to walk to and then and then try to get just five more you know or maybe sit there wait five minutes and then get five more or do i just buy a hundred of them and that's i mean that's that's absolutely how they do it they have to make it inconvenient enough that 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 ninety nine cent transaction is worth it to the player, and that's how they pay the bills. That's how they pay developers to work on the game. I'm not saying that it's right, Wade. I'm just saying that that it seems like this is where gaming is going. It
0: well, that's what that's why I guess the statement I make is gaming is going in the wrong direction, and it's it's that's that's what I'm fucking kind of alluding to. It's like we're we're going in a in this subscription based bullshit kind of like where they want to tie up your dollars for every month when they necessarily don't deserve it because frankly it's not like they're revealing all these fucking upkeep numbers on their servers right. like oh we have to maintain this for 20 years well how much does it actually fucking cost well, you to, to maintain it for 20 well, and th- years and that's
1: the thing with something like Assassin's Creed right what what, what, what possibly do they really need to be updating if they were I mean,
0: I'm sure they have updates like patch updates like fixing stuff and I get that but dude but it's not the you're same, not same being as open with the you're, no right. like you're not being open with how much it costs to actually maintain the servers. Like, it's not they're saying, like, well, we make about... Because if they came out and said, listen, here are the numbers, and we make about 30% profit off of your subscription, that'd be one thing. The fact is, is that it's quite obvious to me that this fucking uh, loot box bullshit, this fucking selling p- pieces of games affecting how the game plays and how you interact with other players in multiplayer games, essentially pay-to-win games...
1: It's starting it to affect. It's starting to affect the games that shouldn't have that model.
0: It's a greedy shit pig move, that's not fucking healthy. A greedy shit pig is never good for anybody. Well, and and, and including the fuck, except for the pockets of the fucking people uh, that run the. Company. The other
2: thing that you have to kind of acknowledge about this is one of the things that came out after, um, just before um, Bungie split off from Activision, was. They're doing real-time analytics on the game itself, and they deliberately were manipulating the percentages on the in-game loot boxes versus the out-game loot boxes so they could get people hooked.
0: Well, yeah, that's the other thing that's kind of fucked up. Like, they take these gambling elements Mm -hmm. and and have, have... taking it down to a science and they applied in the loot boxes and then they tr- they you know EA or whoever the fuck went up in front of Congress lately that, that surprise mechanics at- yeah we we don't it's not gambling we call it surprise mechanics. Oh, gosh. literally <laughs> you could hear people's eyes fucking rolling we call it surprise
1: Congress, mechanics like, but the source code well, was, came from a slot machine it was it, it was UK part it, it was UK part it of abortion but-
0: <laughs> yeah murder i aborted that child 30 years after after it came out of yeah the womb. It,
2: i mean no, it's it's an abortion it's though. a it's a it's 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 a family
0: adjustment mechanism yeah like it's this is my problem it's a shit pig move it's not a fucking healthy organic fucking process it's not benefited the customer in any way it's only hurt the customer it's and it's essentially your fucking You're exposing children, potentially, like this FIFA game has all these loot boxes and shit from EA, and it's a really, really big deal in Europe. And you're exposing children at young ages to, I mean, essentially slot machines, like you're getting them fucking hooked on slot machines. Now, now
1: I'm going to take this into the physical world a little bit. Have you seen arcades?
0: I mean, yeah, I went to a Dave Buster's like a couple years ago.
1: Have you seen the ticket spools that you can pick up with the claw machine?
0: Uh like like you can win yeah, like 2000
1: tickets. You could pick up those tickets with the claw hand. Like you're actually putting money in and gambling for those tickets. And there's always been kind of the gambling aspect with the games, but usually you get so few tickets that it doesn't matter how good you are with the game.
0: But well, then like the claw machine used to teach you like Okay. It's kind of rigged. Yeah. Like, it's rigged. Yeah. And Cause it while, let's go, learn, it let's right? go of
1: like <laughs> 99 out of a hundred of them. The claw doesn't even yeah. compress. Right. And there's something in there it, it, and I get that, but, but the arcade has kind of always been this idea that if you put a thousand dollars into the machines, you might get a hundred dollars worth of merch back. Right. Which is, which is about your normal, your normal, uh, 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 return rate anyway. Um, like if this is were,
0: a, and this is this but, is
1: like. But what what what's happened is like some of these games, like Deal or No Deal, have shown up, right? Since Deal or No Deal shows up, with Deal or No Deal, you actually can win like thousands of tickets now, because if you happen to traverse through the game, in the suitcase that they open is a thousand tickets then you can actually win a thousand tickets. So they're like, well, dealer no good deal's gotta be five dollars to play instead of one dollar to play, right? So now you're putting more money in. And that I, I I guess whatever. I mean that to me that is pretty close to gambling. But what I feel is directly gambling is the gift cards and the the ticket spools that they have in the claw machines. So with the gift cards, I don't know if you've seen these Wade, but you have like you'll have like like a like a $50, I'm not kidding you, $50 Amazon gift card. Or a Google Play gift card or an iTunes gift card, just sitting inside a fucking, essentially a claw machine, except instead of a claw, there'll be like scissors that come out and try cutting, like cut a string. And if it gets, if it cuts the string, then it falls. It costs a dollar to play, and you're literally gambling money for money in these fucking things. They're in all the arcades right now. And I, I know I'm peeking, I'm talking too loud. Um, they're 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 in all the arcades right now. That's actually literally
0: gambling, so this is, but this is kind of, um, and I I completely agree with you. It's definitely gambling. Uh, at least though, with this, like you have some sort of a a semblance of skill. like they try and make it seem like if you're skilled enough, you can you could you could actually get this. My problem is like when I talk about gaming, this is a perfect example of it. So, like, the, the whole ticket system and shit, it's kind of always been around. But, like, it never used to be the majority of the fucking games that were in there. Like, the majority of the games that were in there, you go in with a quarter and you play the game. and Or you go in with a quarter and you play against someone else. It was either you talking the about, person versus the computer or the person versus a person. You're talking about when the arcade was predominantly not winning a prize. Right yeah. when it was like you know Pac-Man mm-hmm. or Street Fighter or Tekken or like and that's still there.
2: I mean like maybe maybe this is one of those historical things too because I mean like traditionally arcade games were designed specifically around getting you to funnel as many quarters yeah. into the goddamn yeah. machine as possible. For sure. Right,
1: right. They make it easy. They make it easy to continue. That gets you to put the money back in. Easy to continue. The problem is with that way though is that that there's games that, that have better graphics. And that are just as fun on people's cell phones, so they need some other way to entice. I think that's really you're seeing the arcade competing with the cell phone so much so that a lot of the cell phone games are showing up in the arcade. You can play uh, Fruit Ninja in every single arcade in the United States. You could play a cell phone game, Fruit Ninja, and it's actually landscape. It's like a huge self. It's like a it's like a widescreen television turned sideways. Um, you can play Crossy Road in every arcade. Um, so that that is happening. Um, and with those, I don't I think they spit out tickets too. I think the, the vast majority of the you against the computer games are spitting out tickets. But you're right, Wade, there's still there's still that competitive aspect. But those those the, the, the days of like playing Tekken in the arcade are limited. I don't know if you'd think that would be the last place that it exists because you'd be guaranteed to go and just play. But I think that it's like the cultural aspect of fighting games is is being lost.
0: It's well, you can do it on your couch now. Like it's just so easy to get the same experience on your except at home. So I I get it. Yeah, you know what I mean. I I understand. Like, and I can you know, it, it's as easy as hey Trace, let's play fucking Diablo tonight. And you know, you download Diablo and we play together. You know what I mean? And we don't have to go. Not that Diablo's a, Diablo's a PC game primarily and console, but like mm-hmm. I'm using that as an example. Like, let's play. Game X, we could both download the games and play with each and, other. You know and they're I mean? diverging
1: too. so like like when we were growing up, it, it made sense for a fighting game to show up in the arcade because it, there's a good chance you're going to die within two minutes playing Mortal Kombat. So it made sense to throw Mortal Kombat in the arcade. But now the the home games are trying to keep you in as long as possible without dying. They're making you grind and grind and grind. So they don't really have a place in the arcade because the arcade, you just have people, they pay a dollar and they're sitting there for half an hour still alive and they're not they're not and making like this, their money.
0: And this is kind of like, this is why I'm okay with cosmetics. Like those are, I think, you know, those I think are okay. Like, like you bring up a game like Mortal Kombat, right? Like if there's a way to earn cosmetic pieces in the game through grind and then there's a way to pay for them to get them Either way, I think that's okay because it doesn't affect how the game is played. But if you, you know, you offer this piece that gives you like ten percent extra health, you're drastically altering or essentially wrecking the game. Yeah, you know and, what I mean. Like in the case
1: of Assassin's Creed, Wade, I completely agree with you. Uh, what I'm saying is that when you get a couple of when you get a couple of fat cat executives at the top of a six billion dollar video game company. They are the only thing that they're looking at is how much they spent on the game and how much they're earning on the game. And when they look at their numbers and they're down 20%, they're saying, oh, shit, we expected the XP hack to be people paying, not people actually hacking.
0: Well, the problem is that they're down 20% because of a fucking because of the market, not because the game failed. The game is what got these guys to these high levels and what got other investors to invest money like the problem with that, that like Blizzard could be blizzard true. activision is they went the wrong route they blizzard activision lost all that money because they literally went out there and did a shit pig move and said we're gonna go mobile so everyone can play that, and they and they betrayed their fucking fan base and investors said Oh shit, the gamers aren't going to buy games anymore. We're pulling our fucking money out and they lost a billion fucking dollars overnight. That could it's that shit pig that, fucking That could be true weird, that, but, that did that. but
1: but but people don't forget handouts, right? So the person that played Assassin's Creed a month ago and got the XP and was able to level up, that's all he remembers is that he did not need to pay to play, right? Then if that if that hack never existed, then the sales would have ref- the, the the game would have gotten the feedback that it deserved you see what i'm saying it you can't go back in time and undo this xp hack and they had to determine they they had to stop and say hey do we allow people to do this and we lose revenue
0: it's it's not an xp hack you gave the fucking it, development tools to the fucking community and they created what you did never thought your own fucking thing yeah. Free XP. Mm-hmm. But but you were offering that from the start. Why is it okay for you to offer me free fucking XP? Or excuse me, but, for but, you why is it okay for a game that but, I paid but what for, if they hadn't? for you to offer me free XP? What's but, that? But but if
1: they hadn't, right? And if the XP process was too difficult organically, then it would have come through in the reviews.
0: You see what I'm saying? Well that's that well, no, that's what I'm saying though. That's like the point is is that everything was fine until they showed how fucking hypocritical they were. Like, all this, don't get me wrong, I think the XP, I didn't really know about this XP boosters that they were offering in their fucking game store until after this came out. And this never would have came out if they this XP, because let's also trace, like, this game's been out for over a year now. Like, it's not some, like, people aren't going and flocking to buy this game. The, it's sales life, it's a vast majority of its life, it's, its retail life is over. But there are still people playing. But the problem is, is that, if they had just said, "Ah, we gave them the developer tool, and they, you know, they they created an XP fucking hack," which essentially is what we did, you know what I mean? But we charged them money for, it and they let it go. This wouldn't even be a story. But instead, they said, "Well, fuck that! Like, we we want you to tr- pay five, six, seven, whatever dollars for it to for our XP hack." It's like this is fucking hypocritical. You just gave me the tools and opened this fucking program to me to be a creator for you, essentially. To to make this game because that's the point. They they created this tool so people could create side missions to keep the community interested in the game. So like you're not even fucking paying your developers to do this shit anymore. You're having the fucking community do it for itself, essentially. So you, it's not like you're doing this great fucking favor. You're trying to keep interest in your game and putting it on the not on the backs of your employees, but on the backs of the people that already paid you 60 plus games for the fucking game. And then they create what they wanted to. A fucking XP hack, so they could, you know, so people could actually play the game they wanted to play, how, how they wanted to play it, and you got pissed off about it and all butthurt, and that's bullshit.
1: Yeah, I, I I see what you're saying, Wade, but I mean, if you go back to the 2017 reviews of this game, they specifically said that this game requires tons of grinding and you have to do side quests to earn your XP. This is th- somebody short circuited the process. Ubisoft realized that 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 people either weren't playing the game as much, and they weren't getting as much money, and they decided to shut it down. To me, it's a business decision. Maybe they're a fat pig um, with a single-player game. That's probably that's probably a good um, a good description. But they, it, I, I really, I really, truly, strongly feel here, Wade, they shouldn't have added the side missions. If they didn't, the players should have seen this. In 2017, when the game was released, the players should have seen this. The players exploited the game. And Ubisoft is coming back and trying to correct that. And it's pissing off. But
0: Ubisoft, but Ubisoft offered the exploit for money. I, I don't, like, this is the problem that I have. If Ubisoft didn't offer a, a $5 XP booster or currency booster to further your progress in the game, I would say, yeah, this is fucked up. But you, you, you were fine with people uh, exploiting your beloved game so long as they paid for it. And that's fucked up. They don't really care about the game being exploited. They care that they're not profiting off the cheap exploit that they made. At least somebody put the time in to develop a side mission that was an exploit. But, but
1: Wade, if, if you're Ubisoft, right, if you're Ubisoft and you build a level that you can triple your XP or whatever, right, you get 100 XP, whatever you need, you're going to make that harder than joe schmo hack programmer that found out when you press a magic button and everyone dies now all of a sudden you have max xp in the game y- you you have to but you have to stop thinking that these people are making ethical side missions they are not these side missions were clearly created for the ability it's to hack the game
0: it's just as ethical as making a fucking button you push that takes $10 out of your fucking bank account and magically your character, like your character doesn't even have to push a fucking button. It's just magically your character has ascended to this level. It's just as ethical. Yeah,
1: but that's not it. I mean, its a, they were side missions. They weren't just, you don't just press a button.
0: No, wrong, Trace. They were, so they were boosters. If you didn't want to do the side missions, Ubi said, pay $10, here's the XP booster. You're now at the level that you can to progress the game. Okay. That's my problem with it. Like, they were fucking, like, they were offering this hack, essentially, but they were charging money for it. Like, there weren't, like, yes, there were side missions in the game. That's not what I'm, I'm fine with the side missions, and I'm fine with the game saying, hey, man, you got to do these side missions or you're not going to be able to progress to the main story. Totally okay with that where the problem is is that where they where ubisoft offers hey for five dollars you're automatically boosted to this to this level so you can just you don't have to decide missions you can just go on with the main gameplay
1: right 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 yeah all right i can't argue with that
2: i live i live on I live on, <laughs> I live on old boring games now at this point anyway it's like dos era i can't do tri- i can't do triple capitalism
0: what are you pl- what are you playing now What's Gunner? What's in your so? What are you um, playing? Um,
2: I've been getting into Final Fantasy 14, but
0: isn't that an online yes, game? It is. Do you pay a subscription for yes. that, or gotcha?
2: But that's kind of transparent, you know. It's it's just hey, pay.
0: Yeah, you pay it to pl- You know, it's you pay to get a subscription to gain access to their servers. I, I get that. I'm not like, against that. Like, I'm. That's fine.
2: I you know. It, U- Ubis, like, yeah, I, the 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 industry itself is kind of like in this stage of like, there's gonna be some very ugly deflation very soon.
0: Well, they've they've now all over the world. It's not just America. It's plenty of different countries. They've now now the eye of government has like been. Cast upon thee, (laughs) and that now it's going to be problems for the for the industry. It's just
1: like online gambling, right? I mean, when it first came out, there was no regulation, and then over years and years and years, it's finally kind of been regulated.
0: I actually don't like to be honest with you like it, they shut like with the online gambling do, do you guys remember like back in like the late 90s early 2000s like there were all these like poker sites yeah. that you could gamble yep. real money on and then all of a sudden yeah. shit just got shut yeah, down yeah they
1: got shut down yeah <laughs> and some of them some of them were able to exist but it the, the problem is is that it's usually they'll strike a deal right the states will strike a deal but no one can afford to do that the company's been operating, you know, at whatever, let's say it's a 20% profit margin or a 40% profit margin. They've been expanding with that profit margin. So for, for now, for all of the states to say, hey, sorry, but you actually have to pay, like, you have to give 50% of your, of your profits back to the state because that's the way that the lottery law works or that's the way that the casino law works here. They just simply have to shut down.
0: And I'm okay with that. Like honestly, Trace, like as much as I love the games currently, I'm okay with. I don't think there's one AAA developer that I wouldn't have a problem crashing and fucking burning. And the good elements from that pro- from that company starting a new development company up. Right. Like I'm I'm totally fine with EA failing. I'm fine with Ubisoft failing and crashing and burning. I'm definitely fine with Activision all the wheels falling off right. and then falling into a fucking Canyon and burning. Right, And you know what? Like, some of the indie game
1: developers are some of the coolest ones that come out. I mean, at least the, the, the concepts are really cool. And you know, I, I watch a lot of these, like these video game reviews with my, with my kids. And I, I know that at this point the reviewers are bought and I get that, but, um, there's still a lot of titles that are constantly coming out and the, con- the, the concepts are just so much cooler. Like, have I talked to you guys about, um, about uh, uh, the like the, the 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 strange duck hunt spinoff that I saw, it was called. Uh, um, oh, what the heck was the name of it? It's a VR game, and it's called. I want to say. Um, oh, Duck Season is the name of it. Have you guys heard of this game?
0: No, I have not done a review yet.
1: Well, essentially, it's kind of like the dog in Duck Hunt became like your enemy. <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool concept. It's a cool concept because everyone our our age hated that fucking dog. So he laughed at you when you lost if you played Duck Hunt on the original Nintendo, and uh, but it's a VR game and it's super cool and it's it, it, there's some strange twists in it like um, like like somebody in the room with you dying and then getting sucked into the game super 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 cool um i don't know the company that created duck season and in in a lot of ways it 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 quickly becomes this horror game and i realized that these horror games are kind of like what people talk about because people talk about what what's what's scary that's just kind of what catches on but uh but look i'm i'm kind of with you i guess is my point wade is that when I see some of these titles come out, they aren't coming out by from Ubisoft. They're coming out from these independent game developers that are thinking up concepts that are that are that are different than 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 what we've been thinking about for for. I mean, how long has the Assassin's Creed title been around?
0: Uh, Gunner, you might know better than me, but like I, oh, well over a decade, maybe like fifteen years, even. Yeah, maybe. it's, I mean, it's that's...
2: been a while. I mean, like it's it it like first. Core series CPU, PS2 era.
0: I want to say you are correct. I'm trying to. Yeah, we're doing it live. Assassins original Assassin's Creed. 2007
2: was the first release.
0: So 12 years, yeah. take. 12 years is since the first PS, one came out.
2: Three era.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So you know, you have a game like that. It's it's been around. It has the followers. They know that certain people are going to buy it just for historical reasons. And then you have a VR only game (laughs) where you get to fight the fucking dog and duck hunt, and it's a freaking horror game.
0: How did they? because i would imagine duck hunt is a nintendo license isn't it like how do they get the licensing for that uh, to use that especially in that regard
1: it's it's interesting too because it looks like a nintendo i mean it's it's a very very interesting premise where you get sucked into this game and it it seems like it seems like they would be in violation of something but then i stop and wonder i'm like what about duck hunt is actually copyrightable that you're shooting a bird
0: that there's um, a dog. I mean, because as as they, they don't think... use
1: footage from the original game. They don't use graphics from the original game. They use the concept. So, I don't know. I don't know how they um, I don't know how they avoided that. But well, I also don't think that it's... And sorry, I'm sorry, Gunnar. I'm not letting you talk. But I don't think that they... I don't think that this game has hit the masses because VR is required. So, it's very difficult for them to have sales. You see what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. Gunnar, go ahead.
2: Well, I don't know if you've seen... Uh... Cause there, there was a. Oh, actually did it. Okay. So, so I take that back. So it was published by Nintendo, but uh, have you seen Cadence of Hyrule yet? Yeah.
0: Uh, yes. I, yeah, but uh, Nintendo. Yeah. So it's like from the, um, makers of, uh, uh, dance of the ne- Crypt of the Necro- Crypt of the, the- Necro Dancer, that's it. But that was in conjunction with Nintendo. Yeah. Nintendo gave them the licensing for that, correct?
2: Because yeah, I was going to say comparison. Cause it it it's it, as long as you don't use a Nintendo, as long as you don't use original Nintendo art, their design, and the 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 name of the game itself. Like if you're not confusing it, I think you should be okay. Because if they didn't explicitly copyright, or, you know, trademark, I should say they, they didn't
0: explicitly trademark the name of the game, then I guess it's true. I guess what, but I did look at um, some of the images. So, what was the name of it again, Trace? I want to pull it back it's, up. It's Duck called season. Duck Season. Yeah. Duck Season. And I go into like images just to look at some of the stills of the game. I'm trying to look because I saw he had a gun in his hand. I mean, that looks like a Nintendo, but the, the gun doesn't. I guess it's a reimagining of all of it. So yeah,
1: it it definitely plays off of the concept, like the dog being there. The dog looks very similar to the dog from Duck Hunt. Yeah, but, but it's,
2: Fred, it's 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 a Five Nights at Freddy's dog, right?
1: Freddy's, yeah, it does look yeah, like that, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll, but but I guess I guess my point of it, Wade, was is that you have these these independent game developers really pushing the limits of game content and 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 how immer- you know how, how immersive they are, and then you have Assassin's Creed, <laughs> which is playing off of a concept that at this point, um, 2003 to 2019 is 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 16 years.
0: Well, 2007, of 2007. 2007. To yeah, but it's a but still 12 yeah, year old franchise.
1: Um. Right. So, uh, so I, I guess I, I, kind of agree with you. Like I, I, I don't want all those people that are employed at those organizations to lose their jobs. But I, I, I'm with you if if they've turned into the fat cat and they only care about the bottom line. They're they've kind of they've kind of they've kind of left why they were. Which
0: I never considered Ubisoft like no, that. No, me neither. Activision is absolutely Activision is absolutely like that. EA is absolutely like that. And proof of that is Madden comes out every year. It's the same fucking game and call of duty comes out every year it's the same fucking game and like literally a vast majority of their pro- of their properties are just clones of the last one year in year right. out like you know like battlefield is the same way if you want like, to go into ea's stuff as well but it's like ubisoft i guess i never consider them quite quite like that because they did come out with like newer and different titles but but the fact is and i truly do believe this would it suck for the people short term at ubisoft yes However, there are still very talented developers there that could easily two or three, five of them could band together, say hey, we're going to fucking make a game. And and we're in a market right now where like they could be successful and they could blow up and have the next big game. You know what I mean? Like I don't I don't feel in this industry, they need these titans to exist. Like I think these titans existing actually puts a damper not only on the uh, creativity of the developers but it also is is abusive essentially to the people that actually buy it to the customer base on some level right yeah I agree so actually let's do uh let's do some top I want to do a couple top five lists and I'm, I'm glad we can actually get into this because trace you've although you typically don't have opinions on gaming you were quite opinionated on, <laughs> on gaming today so <laughs> I like that it's not a bad thing so let's um I want to do a top five current games list, like games that you're like, no, you know what? Fuck it. Top five games, period. Video games, I want your top five, not that you're currently playing because like a lot of people aren't playing five games, um, but like your top five video games doesn't, any, doesn't have to be any console or anything like that. Um, and it doesn't have to be like in any order either. I just want you to list five games, your top five games in your mind all time, and uh, Trace, I'm going to start with you, and then Gunner, I'm going to go to you, and then I'll go last. So five games, Trace, that, like, in your top, your top five all time. Sure,
1: yeah. Um, I would say that um, I would probably pick number one, and I know this is quote-unquote dated, but I would go for Minecraft for, for number one top game. Um, the reason is is that Minecraft is a game where the community created the game that it is today, they, The whole online experience is still not curated by Minecraft, Mojang, Microsoft. It's a very, very strange online world. It was all created by humans hacking away at the... Uh, hacking away at the game. So, um, I like that. I like the community aspect of it, but I also really like the, the, the single player gameplay, the multiplayer gameplay. I like the creativity aspect to me. I think, I think that's probably my number one favorite game, even though I don't necessarily play it the most. Um, number two, I would say, uh, I would have to go back to the Mario series. I, I don't want to pick one out because I love them all, but one through three super Mario world. Um,
0: Oh, you gotta, you gotta pick one and you gotta, you gotta pick one. <laughs> you can't say the series. You got to pick a game. Oh, come on. No, F- sorry. You got to. Fuck you.
1: Super Mario All-Stars. It was one cartridge. I had them all on there. So fuck you. Um, <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs>
0: that's found a way around yeah, it. <laughs> that, that
1: would be number two. Um, uh, I g- 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 the, the the next three for my top five are going to be difficult. Um, maybe Sonic for three. Um, more because I like him. Um, four, uh, I probably in four and five, I would go towards like Half Life and Counter Strike. Counter Strike, not because I liked playing it, but because I really liked the fact that it kind of, uh, started the, I, I feel that it started the, the true competitive online gaming. So those would be, those would be my
0: five. Okay. Good five. Gunner, you're up. Hmm.
2: So, um, I have to say, it, there was uh, a DOS role-playing game back in the day called Realms of Arcania.
0: Realms of Arcania. So, I'm googling as you talk. Okay, Keep going. So it,
2: it was uh, so you know, like you had the it, TSR had the Gold Box uh, Advanced Dungeons and Dragons games, which were kind of their own thing. Um, but Realms of Arcania was crazy because it was kind of it, it was that style. It was that style game. But you could like do stuff like uh I permanently blinded one of my characters by getting them drunk like I, I, I <laughs> had I had I had one member of my party become an alcoholic. I just it just was it was just interesting like seeing you know I, I mean besides being like an old role playing game or whatever, it was just it was just it was just weird seeing like these mechanics like an actual tabletop game kind of implemented in a PC thing like fully. Because even TSR kind of like clipped out a whole bunch of stuff.
1: The um, the screenshots of the first one kind of look like Doom met like King's Quest.
0: Yep. Is it Blade of Destiny? Yes, that was was that, that the first was, one?
2: That was the spirit. So,
0: yeah. Okay. 1992. That's uh, or 90. Yeah, international. 1993 is, is actually when it when it came out. So that's back there. Yeah. Windows
1: 95 there. came out in 1995.
0: <laughs> yeah, my, my my games of all time. Um, I'm gonna have
2: to say the first Neverwinter Nights on. America Online. Okay, so that was the first. Mul- that was the first massive multiplayer RPG I ever played.
1: It's crazy because I have to research everything Gunner says.
0: Um, <laughs> that one I know. That one I'm familiar with. I never got to play, but I know. I I, I know what it is.
2: I uh, see best games. Um, I mean, like the first Soul Calibur.
1: Oh, that's a good choice.
0: Yeah, that's a good one.
1: Can you describe, because uh, some of our listeners might have never even heard of Soul Calibur.
2: Wow. Well, so, so, Soul Calibur was Namco's um, weapon fighting game, how do you put it? You know, like it was a, uh, what is it? Uh, do you remember what the name of the first one was? Wait, Soul, Soul Edge? Edge, yeah. So there was an arcade was cabinet and they did a port to the PS1 and it was kind of cool. I mean like I think that there was stuff that was, was Dreamcast from Soul original Soul, so Soul Calibur's Dreamcast. Mhm. Yeah. There's there was one thing that was missing from the second port cuz Soul Edge actually had stuff where like you could like level up weapons and stuff like that as you were playing. On the mm-hmm. home port, which was super cool. Um Soul
1: Calibur had like the Flaming Sword too, didn't it?
2: Oh, yeah, I mean like it has that but like the thing like in Soul Soul Edge, which was the first game, you didn't you could like fight with weapons other than the one that you er were originally kind of like by default assigned Mm -hmm. and you could get ones with different like buffs and stats on them and you know like you could level them up I remember it was an interesting is that it
1: was a like a game. one hit kill game almost. That's what I found so no,
0: amazing. No, that's Bushido that Blade. Was, that was Bushido, Bushido Blade. Blade oh, on the, fuck. it's a real, t- it's a real tough, <laughs> t- it's a toss up because Bushido Blade is awesome. That's a fucking that that's a deep cut right there. Bushido, no, it's awesome until some asshole picks the character with the fucking pistol. <laughs> well,
2: that's you, you got to du- so so duck, cheap. you got to duck yeah. the
1: that- isn't that like the most realistic? <laughs> like you watch battles in Game of Thrones. Like once you stab them, they're pretty much dead. I mean, you don't. Yeah, I that's a deep cut.
0: That's right what there, I was Bushido thinking Blade. Of was I haven't Blade. thought of that game forever. <laughs> oh shit! So Soul Calibur is your second one, then? Um, no, no, no. Third, third one. one. Third one, because your second one was uh, first, your second one was Neverwinter Nights on yep. AOL.
2: See, see, Looking for you know, four. Play forever, though. That's the trick. Like I just like things. So here's the question: Like you say, favorite game is like things. I don't know. Like games that like fundamentally sh- does it count? Like if I say like games that fundamentally shaped how I think about like what I look for in a game?
0: It's it's your top five. So absolutely. Okay. So if that's yeah, if that's how you feel, if yeah, that's what like you value. Like your top five.
2: Yeah. Um, yes, Tie Fighter
0: okay for uh, PC yeah. uh, the uh, um, Star Wars yep. game Star Wars cockpit your cockpit you're, you're, you're in the cockpit
2: yeah, you're, right' you're 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 fly- you're, you're a uh, you heroic pilot flying for the uh, galactic Empire <laughs> against those yeah. dirty un- unwashed rebels. rebel scum scum
0: <laughs> you've got five now you got one more hmm. modern 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 Oh, it doesn't have any modern. If you want to listen to an Atari game, I'm totally fine with that. Well,
2: I'm, just, I'm trying to you, you I
1: thought look. back on Atari. I couldn't think of one Atari game that I'm like, oh, my gosh, this was so good. Although there is one, and I know Wade might even mention it. There is one, actually, but.
2: I think we talked about. Um...
0: We talked about Ballblazer. Yeah, Go ahead. Keep going. Keep going, guy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> So there was one. Well, I mean, like, I don't know if it counts. Like, uh, can, I, can I get an honorable mention?
0: You, okay, I will I will allow after your fifth game. No, I will allow right now, an honorable mention. So on, honorable we do mention. Need your fifth honorable title.
2: mention is I think it was uh, I think it was called Moon Ranger and it was on the Atari 2600.
0: Yeah, I've only I've ever heard of uh, that.
2: and it is this thing, it is a game where you are basically uh in space in a solar system and you have to fight your way through these aliens to get down to this moon.
1: Google says it was Nintendo.
0: <sighs>
2: Um,
0: I've got Atari Twenty Six Hundred Moon Patrol. Twenty
2: Six Hundred
0: Moon Ranger Moon Patrol. That's I think Moon Ranger was NES. Uh, I don't know actually. So
2: we gotta pull it up. Shit. I think we talked about. I think I've talked about it a bunch of times. Might be it. Uh, it's not. That is not the one because it was a. It was. It was a knockoff game. Okay. Because.
0: That's your honorable mention though. Well,
2: so so any uh, freaking have to dig it up later maybe with the notes. Audience reviews. Moon Patrol
1: okay. looks like a knockoff of like uh Defender. All it's right. like Space Invaders and Defender like combined. Looks terrible. All Atari games were pretty. I mean they were awesome. <laughs> but the they were also pretty terrible. <laughs> You could almost you could only push that console so far. Moon
2: is the game I'm thinking of.
0: Moon Sweeper.
1: Okay, tell us why it was, and that's your that's your fifth, or that's your honorable mention.
2: That's my honorable mention because it just it was it was just such a it it was such a weird context for an Atari 2600 game. Um. You know and again it was it was actually uh, ironically I think it's Activision
0: Probably they used to be good. No, it's uh, it's iMagic. Which I don't know if that was a if, if that's what Activision maybe turned into.
1: What the hell what the hell is the gameplay gunner? It looks like you're on a horizon and then you're Wait,
0: weird you're fu- things you're are fighting... shooting
1: off. Are you the sun shooting rays at someone? I don't
2: No, no, so so the the thing the thing was is that you would be you would be this rescue ship that kind of had to fight your way into the system. Mm-hmm. To go down to this moon to rescue miners mm-hmm. that were stranded down there while they were uh, while the like the the the, the 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 mine was under attack by aliens, and there was this whole thing while you're trying to rescue them, like you don't actually have enough power to get back off the the planet, so you're mm-hmm. like you have to fly oh, through the so mass drivers going riders. back down to the planet. Yeah, so you have to fight. Yeah, it it looks like
1: the gameplay looks like River Raid, which hopefully most people are familiar with. River Raid, Um, it looks like River Raid, but it looks like you're flying on a horizon. Yeah, which is really what makes it cool. So you have, you have. Enemies on the ground that you're trying to defeat as well as enemies in the air that you're trying to defeat and then once you lift into space you can see the horizon disappear out from underneath you which from the in the 2600 days that was a pretty tough thing to to simulate right to simulate landing on a planet and coming back off of the planet there's some real magic there Hey, going some
0: wizardry this is
1: this is a fucking excellent honorable mention
0: yeah I'm surprised this isn't your five so what's your fifth so my 5th um
2: is amazingly trash fire as it is um i actually am, i'm going to have to say uh saints row the 3rd
0: okay because i just one of the most epic open world fucking well, I, kinda...
2: I i i think it, because the the, pro, the, the 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 gist of it is is it's kind of like they they were always stupid the 3rd was the one that like kind of managed that balance of like, okay our entire premise is amazingly dumb cuz Grand Theft Auto got like way too much up its own asshole at some point. Yeah. You know, like they got too serious and they got they they did that microtransaction bullshit. But like mm-hmm. Saint, 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 Saints 4, Saints Saints Row Saints Row is like a sandbox game that doesn't take itself in any way shape or form seriously. Like the concept is we appreciate how stupid this concept actually is.
0: It's a uh, yeah, it's like a it's like a national lampoons uh um. And there's just something funny. The National Lampoon's the, fucking GTA. Yeah, and,
2: and 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 there's just something hilarious about running with a giant anime weeaboo uh, book bag and uh, <laughs> committing international murder crime.
0: There's a lot of pop culture in it for sure.
2: And now I'm watching videos right, of MoonSweeper. Um... <laughs> All
0: right, I'll do my top five, uh, and I'll try not to retread. So I will do a top five. Um, without anybody else's stuff in there, I guess. Because uh, Counter Strike would be an honorable mention for yep. me because that's I I kind of agree with Trace. Like that's like, as far as the original shooter, like everyone thinks it's Call of Duty. It's like nah, it's fucking Counter Strike. Yeah. Like it's definitely Counter Strike. Um, so I'm gonna say a top five. Uh, number one or not? No, these are not in any order. Uh, first one is General Chaos, which is uh this crazy Sega Genesis game. That like, not a ton of people played, but it was. I had never played a game like it. It had different classes. It was like a four on four, a four v four, war game where like you had a guy with a grenade launcher, a guy that threw dynamite, a guy that threw grenades, a machine gun, or a flamethrower. I think, I saw, I, I think you it, could, like yes, up people. Yeah,
2: yeah, no, this is really good.
0: So general chaos was. I had never experienced a game quite like it. Um, it was so creative, and the gameplay was so different from what I was used to playing, which a lot of the time were. Were uh, um, like a lot of platformers, like you know, and some and some fighting games. But this was something I'd never experienced before. It was kind of in a cartoonish way, but there was also a lot of cartoon blood and guts. So General Chaos is definitely my top five, just for being fucking crazy and out there. Um, Worms, that was a fucking one I missed. God, Worms was good, but I won't put Worms in there. I will say. Wow, this fucking sucks balls. I didn't actually think about this before. <laughs> it's what you get. It's, it's what you get, fucker. It make, is. Well, it's Make a like... non gamer come up with
1: a top five list first before you guys even start talking.
0: <laughs> 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 yeah. That's kind of fucked up. Yeah. Um, For you, it's
1: different, though. For you, it's probably tougher because there's so many games that you're thinking of and you have to, you have to Yeah, choose. there are a
0: ton of them. So I definitely got to say Resident Evil. Um, I have. Uh, I will never experience again the like heart thumping fear of encountering that first zombie, like watching one of my, like one of my squad mates being eaten by a fucking zombie. Like, and like, there's just a lot of that game that that game did that like made me jump. I, a video game never made me like jump and fucking kind of be in fright before. So resident evil is definitely on that list. Um, Diablo is definitely on that list because I just never played anything like it before. Um, The lore was so deep and it was very, you know, that game itself was kind of scary. It definitely kind of, and I put a ton of fucking hours into the original Diablo. So I would definitely say Diablo, the original Diablo was, it would be not like a third one that I'll I'll put my five. Um, Let's see. Uh, I have to go with... uh, A modern game, I'm going to go with is Borderlands 2. Uh, They kind of took, like, they mashed up, and it's kind of the first time I had experienced it. They mashed up, like, a first-person shooter, so they took, like, Call of Duty, and they took uh, Diablo, and they mashed it together and created their own genre, and it was pretty funny. The original Borderlands is great, but, like, 2 kind of, I felt like, kind of perfected the... uh, perfected the formula so that's why i'm gonna go with two like the dlc is great and the fucking characters are, are really great and so really the Borderlands series but Borderlands 2 if i had to pick one game from the Borderlands series and for the fifth one i'm gonna go with uh, i'm probably gonna go with tekken just because i i always i was never great at fighting games but like for some reason tekken like clicked with me and i could actually hold my own it was the first time i could hold my own uh in an arcade um <laughs> with like you know the normal fucking people that were there, like any time I went to an arcade and tried to play Street Fighter, I get my ass handed to me. But like with Tekken, it's like I, I knew the care, I knew a character I could play them. Honorable mention though, and actually this should probably surpass Tekken, so Tekken maybe will be my honorable mention. Number five Your though Runchen is, is was actually Strike. Was it? Well, I guess <laughs> yes, Counter Strike doesn't man. get an honorable Counter Strike. <laughs> By Counter Strike. Sorry, Trace. Well, you, Trace, you already brought, brought up Counter Strike, yeah. so I said I wasn't going to retread. Um there is a special place in my heart for the as far as I know Capcom made two D&D um yes. side scrollers. One was Tower of Mysteria, the other was uh actually one was t- Tower of Doom, the other was I think uh Adventures in Mysteria. Yep. They're fucking amazing and pick either one and they're great. Like there's class-based play, there's t- a, a variety of enemies. Um there's special abilities or special items your character levels up they're in my opinion like they're perfect games i in fact still have an emulation of one on my xbox that i play pretty regularly so like that's gonna be my number five actually tech i don't get also, the honor also mention. trace you already mentioned also Conestrate. if
2: you uh, if you were a, a ps3 or a ps4 owner uh, i would probably say I dragon's wasn't. crown
0: I, I I've never owned a, anything more than a PlayStation One. Actually, well, uh, no, i never so, owned a so two, so three, or it's four. Not,
2: it's not one of the Capcom games, but basically that's kind of its spiritual successor.
0: Is that the one with like the like the mad, ma- over the top fucking animations of, and then like the drawings of like the people? Well, like- it's,
2: yeah, it's 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 got it's got the, in the parlance of our generation the mad thick barbarian.
0: Okay, I know exactly what you're talking. I've never played it, but I know twerking. what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> now, what
1: that's What was good. the fighting game where you could actually play as someone that was intoxicated? Was that Tekken? That's Tekken. Or one of the characters?
0: Uh, Yeah, that's Tekken. That's Wee Who Long, but, I oh think, is gosh. it? Oh, my
1: gosh. I remember playing with that character, and it was like you were just falling down, kicking someone's ass. Such yeah, that a was cool the e- Drunken Style. Yeah, Drunken Style was such a cool experience. for For those reasons I wanted to mention Tekken, but uh it, it, it in the grand scheme of video games um i think i think that the 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 list that i chose better represents better represents what i liked and you know we did i don't think we gave counter strike justice um um cuz i kind of jumped over the topics here uh counter strike is the is first old. time i can remember land games like well, counter strike isn't land- even yeah. a
2: half-life native or it's it's not even a half-life native mod it was a port from a a quick yeah. one, right?
1: Uh it was from it was from Half Life, but but you're right, it yeah, wasn't it was sanctioned yeah. by Steam uh, it, originally. It was like a mod and then and it was free. And then eventually Steam's like, oh shit, there's money in this. Let's buy these guys. From what I remember. Because yeah. Wade, you were playing it for free for a while, right?
0: For a long time I was playing it for free. It was one point five when it was free. I think I one point six may have been free, but eventually well, kinda how they did it was like if you had if you had a key code for Half Life, they would allow you to continue playing for free, but you couldn't like download it and just play it for free anymore. It's like, gonna be Yeah, 19, it was, but it was Nineteen the,
2: years old this year.
0: That's fucking. And that's crazy, an dude. Instance, oh That's an instance
1: where a video game created by the fans went went paid, and I don't remember a whole bunch of backlash. Maybe it's because there wasn't like all these these video game podcasts and video game blogs and YouTube YouTubers, but. It people were just like, okay, I got to spend thirteen dollars on this game now.
0: Yeah, I think it when went to I I want to say. You didn't have to pay for it until it went until Half Life Two that, came out and they started using the Source engine, Half Life Source, right? Does that sound right? I don't know. Could Actually, so
2: I, I take it back. It is officially twenty years old this year.
0: <laughs> wow, it is almost old enough <laughs> to drink. Was, That's it, crazy.
2: Yeah, it was, it, its uh, first beta was released in June nineteen ninety nine.
1: I, I can't remember wait. I remember when I remember there was a there was a bundle that 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 steamer valve or whatever the hell they called themselves back then. Um Sierra. It was originally remember Half Life was originally Sierra. No,
2: yeah, Sierra Software
1: yeah and um there was a bundle Jesus. that came out with and it came with blue shift it came with half-life it came with counter-strike what i don't know is if it could be bought as an, ind- an ind- uh, independent title back then i don't really remember the history of it but uh
0: so half-life or counter-strike you get on your own but then there was just something called the orange box yeah that cause they essentially paid the, all the developers that created these mods they ended up paying those guys and buying them yeah so like yeah the orange box came out for sure yeah we are over two hours at this point right. vo- folks so uh i think we're gonna wrap this up for now um uh and obviously give us a listen give us a like and give us a share and we definitely looking for food and feedback and if you would like any topics talked about any at all we will discuss them you just got to put it on the on the on the uh facebook page you just gotta or DM us or whatever you know if you want a topic talked about but uh we bid you adieu and uh, have a great day maybe this sir. All right,